Everybody, I'm Ronnie. Hi, and I'm Jenny, and we are here together. We're here, yes, not together, together, but talking together, which but is talking the next best thing. <laughs> yeah, yes. Absolutely. So uh, this week, this week was kind of an interesting and difficult week for you, Jen. Why don't you tell us yes, what's going was. on? Okay, so um, we uh, we had a, a very difficult week because our our sweet Sammy, um, who's a 19-year-old black and white kitty with uh, ink spots on his nose, uh, <laughs> became sick. He, he's been sick over the last few weeks uh, and had a respiratory infection. And we got him into the vet because um, he stopped. He, he, he really wasn't eating well and then was losing weight. And then um, and after, after some heroic efforts to try and, you know, antibiotics and... and IV fluids and all that. It just was clear that he was not going to turn around. So we had to make the very difficult decision to put him to sleep, which was mm. really, really difficult. And it was the day before my birthday, of course. Yeah. And um, I just wasn't ready. I just was not ready to say goodbye to him. And and some people might say, well, he is 19 years old. Come on, you know, um, he's just a cat. But um, I, I really think that it's important for... Um, for survivors of adverse childhood experiences who who are who are like us, like me, a very very sensitive, intuitive, empathic person, to um, give yourself the 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 space to to um, value those pets, to love those pets, to cherish cherish those pets, and and to grieve the the loss of them. Uh, you know, they, animals have been a lifeline for me since, since my earliest childhood. Um, because I wasn't being nurtured and loved in the ways that I needed from our family of origin, um, the animals in my life were, were the creatures I sought comfort from and, and solace. And they absolutely um, have played a tremendous, huge role in my life in in my healing process as well. You know, Sammy had just such an amazing ability to um, to help me become more present in the moment. Uh, I, I tend to really mull things over and analyze and and hold on to things and 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 I know that I carry those those, uh, traumas or those those worries or anxieties in my heart a lot, and would find uh, at times I would just be feeling, you know, as I'm ruminating or or um, just can't just you know just can't let something go. Sammy would always come right up on my chest. He his favorite place to sit was literally over my heart, and mm. he insisted. I mean, he wouldn't sit on my lap. He wouldn't. He didn't want me to hold him on my shoulder necessarily. You know, like some of my cats in the past have been. Um, he insisted he had to sit over my heart, and he would always start to purr. 
as soon as he got there, he would start to purr. And just his presence, his energy of being on my chest, sitting over my heart, purring, would help me to become so much more in tune with my feelings, so much more aware of where I was emotionally. Um, and sometimes it was his way of saying, you need to just sit and just be. You don't, I'd have my list of things I needed to do, you know, to accomplish, um, check off the list. And, and so many times through the years, he would just say, nope, you need to sit here with me um, just for a little bit. And, and so that connection that I've had with him has just been so profound. <laughs> and, and it was, it was really difficult for me to let him go. And I, I, um, you know, I remember saying to you in the process of trying to figure out, okay, do, how, you know, he just seems like he has so much more life in him. He's been, I mean, three weeks before his death, he was tearing around the house like a kitten chasing after our 120 pound Rottweiler, you know, I mean, <laughs> playing like, like a little, you know, you've seen him. Yeah, he's such yeah. a play, he's such a playful and energetic, um, spirit, you know, and it was just really difficult to to accept that it was his time to go. I, I just wasn't ready. And so I grieved horribly. I was I was very sad, just incredibly sad, watching him decline over the last two weeks. And then so hopeful when I got him to the vets and and they they had him on IV antibiotics and fluids and I knew that was going to cost a lot of money. And I, I I just I didn't care at that point. I'm like if I can give him another one or two years. It's worth it. But he just, he just, um, he was, I think he was trying to help me make the transition because he knew it was going to be difficult. Yeah. For me to let him go. Yeah. Well, I know that. So I just, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I I just, you know, it's hard. It's hard to talk to anybody, uh, you know, in around me, like at work or anywhere, about about the 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 profound loss that that this has been for me. And my 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 family gets it. You get it. My yeah. my husband and kids feel it. We all cried, um, but not everybody feels that way about animals. Not not everybody not everybody understands that. But I really I really believe that that other trauma survivors. Um, get it because it's it's a I think it's an intuitive thing that the animals read us so well and are here to help us learn lessons and are here to help us to heal and and when you open up your heart to that gift it it is it just I, I just think it it enhances our lives it's just in in ways you can't fully measure. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I think that what you said initially is really key, that um, when you're in the midst of the traumatic experience, the abusive experience, you're looking for an outlet f- to give and receive love. And, uh, you know, looking back on you, when we were writing our book, initially, we each wrote a chapter on how we see each other and our relationship which we didn't end up using those chapters. We used some pieces of it in, you know, mm-hmm. in other parts of the book. But as I was doing that and thinking about you and how I saw you throughout our lives together, um, one of the things that stood out to me about you as a child was um, 
your connection to your pets. And one of the things our parents did do for us was they allowed us to have pretty much any pet we ever wanted. We had lots of dogs and cats. We had birds. We had fish. We had reptiles. We had small animals, gerbils, guinea pigs, hamsters, um, mm-hmm. you know, mice even at one point. And <laughs> you, so I remember particularly you had a hamster named Taffy and a Penelope mm-hmm. name, or sorry, guinea pig named Penelope. Um, yes. at different times. And I remember that you used to let them in your bed. You'd bring them little morsels of food to feed them. They would poop in your bed. And we used to laugh at you for, <laughs> for letting them run in your bed and poop. And you're like, come on, what are you doing? But you just, you gave them that extra measure of devotion. You know, you just really, really poured your heart and soul into your relationship with your, your pets. And you know, some of them were family pets and some of them were pets that we had individually and your individual ones, you just really pampered and babied. And some of them, we, you know, Taffy the hamster, you fed him to death. We, our brother and I called him models because <laughs> he was just so fab, but you were just, just trying to love him. And, and, um, that's one of the things I appreciate yeah. about you is you're such a loving person. And, and as a scapegoat in the family, you know, you were getting an extra ration of crap and, um, that really was, um, really was key for you to have the, the connection with those animals. You know, yeah. as I've, um, been moving through my recovery process, I've also been really aware of, of how m- my animal friends have helped me. The, the two barn cats that we have from you, the brother Leo and <laughs> Josie, um, Leo's one of those that likes to just be thrown over my shoulder, um, although mm-hmm. he will lay on me and plump at my 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 throat, um, but his sister mm-hmm. will let me pick her up, and she does the same thing Sammy does. I will kind of hold her over my heart, and she'll just purr and purr and purr. And I've had a similar sensation that she's just cleaning, purifying, dejunkifying <laughs> everything yeah. around my heart. You know, she's just yes. I can I just stand there for a few minutes even and hold her that way, and I just feel fundamentally different. And, yes. um, you know, many, many people love animals and feel connected to them. But I agree with you that um, trauma survivors probably uh, even more so, right? And and yeah. and we, we've seen this a lot in, you know, we follow, follow people on Instagram or people that we trained with when we did the animal communication a number of years back will say things like, I trust animals more than people, or I like animals better than people. And I, I've always had a hard time with that because I, I hate yeah. to throw away human beings in that way. I mean, that's to me, that's kind of the, <laughs> right. the subtext of that, of that saying. But on the other hand, yeah. I certainly understand that humans have disappointed, especially trauma survivors, in a way that animals really never do. Right. And so, um, you know, people who've had good, loving connections with humans maybe don't understand how someone can put so much energy and affection into relationships with animals. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, now certainly, you know, our, our lives, mine, of course, is, is balanced beautifully with loving and supportive family and friends and our um 
our our own our our island that we we call we call it you know after um, Glennon Doyle's uh, terminology after Glennon Doyle's yes ter- terminology absolutely love that yes um, but also the I I know I've said many times to you I can't imagine my life without animals in it without having having animals in my in my a part of my life I I just I don't know if I could ever just live without having that connection. Um, I would, it's, it's almost like I'd feel like part of me was missing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course the, the, the drawback of that is they don't live as long as we would like them to. And saying goodbye to them is really painful. Yeah. Watching them decline, lose their mobility or functionality or, you know, and then having to make the decision to, um, to put them to sleep, right? Yeah. That's so hard. I've had, I've had animals where I had to make that decision and others where I thought I was going to, and they spared me that pain by passing quickly, you know, as I was trying to figure out if that was the right thing to do. Uh, And I always thought that was such a gift um, from my beloved pet that I didn't have to make that decision. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So for those of you who, who love deeply, who love and are so firmly connected to your, your furry friends and family members, we, um, we see you, we understand you and we support you, particularly if you've yes. had a recent loss. Um, for you know, it, it's it's a hole that doesn't ever get filled. You have new pets, but they're never the same as the ones you've lost. And I know for years I've had experiences of thinking I see my my long gone pet coming around the corner, right, or yes. moving moving mm-hmm. through the room out of the corner of my eye. So it's interesting how long they linger, not just in our memory, but we can still feel their physical presence long after they've yeah. been gone. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we wanted and to we, share that. Talk, acknowledge yeah, acknowledge the special the special relationships, the special need for connection that animals can bring to survivors of childhood trauma and abuse. Mm-hmm. That they can fulfill, animals can fulfill. And just so grateful that we had them in our lives. Um Sammy, Sammy chose us. That was the, that was the. Oh, you have to tell, you have to tell how you got Sammy. Okay. So we, (laughs) we were living in a suburb and we, we already had four cats and we had three dogs and Sammy showed up on our doorstep just out of nowhere. Um, And he was, he was, we could tell he was a young cat. Um, he, He had already been neutered. So I said, "Oh gosh, kids, he's he's somebody's pet. You know, we can't we can't because they're of course. Oh, he's so sweet. He, and he was. He's so wonderful. Can't we keep him?" I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" And of course, my husband's like, "No more pets. <laughs> That's enough. We have enough pets." And, and I said, "I don't want to make your daddy upset, guys. You know." So of course, they kept feeding him outside on the porch, um, and and we and he just kept. I mean, this went on for months. He he just kept bringing us 
dead mice and dead baby bunnies and dead birds and a dead snake. And I mean, he caught, he caught everything. He's such a hunter. I mean, just the mighty, I, I call him the mighty hunter. He, and he kept bringing us these gifts and leaving them on the doormat. And of course, cats, that's, that's like their greatest sign of affection. Let me share my kill with you. You know, right, let me right. give you a gift. Right. And, and the little stinker just would not take no for an answer. We had a corkscrew willow that was at the corner of a low spot in the in the back at the backyard at the at the edge of our roof line um, that we had planted to you know absorb the water in that area. Anyway, he would climb up that corkscrew and then he'd willow and and onto the roof, and he'd sit over the front door when he would see us coming, and he would he would just look down at us and go. <laughs> and then he'd go to the back, the back door, the or the sliding door um, onto the deck, and do the same thing. He'd sit on the roof line, look down at us, and, and just once he'd go like, "Please!" <laughs> it was just hysterical. And I'm like, "You are just nothing if not insistent." This and so this went on for months, and I kept said, "I kept saying, kids, we he'll go back home. He'll eventually go back home." He disappeared for like ten days. I said, "Okay." He finally went back home, and then um, and then he showed up after about ten days, dragging his 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 literally dragging his hips. He was he was not using his back legs, and I just I just was of course beside myself because our our animal our cats were indoor cats. We had litter boxes in the garage, and you know the whole the whole shebang to keep them safe. I didn't right. want him to get hit. So here's this sweet beautiful cat. And I just felt so terrible. So of course he went to the vet, and they said he got he must have got bumped by a car because he had a he had four fractures in his pelvis, Ugh. sacrum and pelvis. And they said he, but we think he'll walk again. He just needs to be kept in a like a big dog kennel with a litter box and just keep him there for like four to six weeks and bring him back in a month and we'll look at him again. Well, you know, in four weeks he was he was using his legs and all that. And um, anyway, so yeah, that's how he became our indoor cat. Uh, that wouldn't. <laughs> that kept wouldn't trying to take no for was, an answer. Wouldn't take no for an answer. Talk about persistence! What a lesson in persistence, right? You know, yeah, yeah. he just <laughs> he just really wormed his way into our hearts, and of course, he became everybody's favorite because yeah. he just loved everybody in the family. Sammy, if you came into the house. Sammy was going to give you love. He was oh, going to Oh, yeah, he was Oh, yes. I've, you know, many 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 times over those 19 years been in your home and he's on my lap, laying on my back when I sleep, rubbing my back for me, massaging me, pumping yes. me, right? Yes. Just, just yes. a sweet 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 boy. Sweet just boy, but love. he definitely just... chose you. Right? He I mean, chose what, me. what we learned in our he animal did. communication training was that our animals choose us, like you said they have lessons to help us learn, and then they choose how they leave, right? They choose when yes. and how they leave us. Yes. And, um, and so as painful as it was that, yeah. that, I, that I had to come to that decision, I knew, and that was the only thing that kept me from, I mean, the, it was still incredibly painful, and I cried for on and off for a week, but those, those last few days, it was really hard to hold it in because I just just wasn't ready to let him go. And so, yeah, he, he was the cat that we didn't think we wanted or needed, but boy, <laughs> did we ever need him. <laughs> yeah. And, and we all felt his immense well of love and healing energy. Everyone in the family was touched by him. 
Yeah. What a gift. What an amazing gift he's been in our lives. What a gift. So the, so this podcast, we wanted to honor Sammy and all the animals who have loved us all through our, our yes. trauma, through our recoveries. You and I and anyone listening who's had similar experiences. Mm-hmm. We hope you cherish your memories with your beloved pets as we do. Yes. And so till next time, we're wishing you all much love and light. And so many, many blessings. Be well. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.